there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another episode of T4C. If you're an aspiring actor or theater major, or perhaps you're interested in screenwriting or working on Broadway, well, my next guest is an actor who has worked on the big screen in independent films, on television shows, and on Broadway, and he's written, produced, and starred in a comic fake documentary that may be streaming soon on a smartphone near you. But before I introduce you to Scott Lowell, I want to make sure you've signed up for the Java Junkies Journal. That's the weekly newsletter that comes out every Monday with an overview of the five new episodes we're going to be dropping each day that week. Just head over to the Time for Coffee website at time the number 4coffee.org, and it's right there on the homepage. And while you're there, you can check out the other T4C episodes that are all organized by profession, also on the homepage, so you can search for the episodes we've dropped with the professionals that are most relevant to your interests. In the meantime, grab a mug and take a chug of your favorite caffeinated beverage because it's time for another caffeinated career conversation. And my guest is Scott Lowell, who is best known for his roles on television as Ted Schmidt in Showtime's popular, critically acclaimed and groundbreaking series, Queer as Folk. And by the way, he was nominated twice for a PRISM Award for that role, as well as his portrayal of Dr. Douglas Fillmore on the long-running series Bones. And then in 2014 to 2015, Scott made his Broadway and his West End, that's the London equivalent of Broadway debut, in the hit revival of The Elephant Man, also starring Bradley Cooper and Patricia Clarkson. And most recently, Scott has written, produced, and starred in the first season of his own series called Adoptable, a comic fake documentary very loosely based on the actual search that Scott had for his birth parents and his life as an adult adoptee. Scott, welcome to Time for Coffee. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? I think as much as I ever can. I can usually only do decaf. Because I crash from too much calf, but I am decaffeinated enough to chat with you today. <laughs> awesome. Well, listen, what matters is that you feel good. Right? I do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful. So let's get right into the espresso shots. And the first question is what entry level jobs, Scott, are available to young people who want to break into acting? Well, there are generally internships at many professional theater companies, regional companies throughout the country, which are great places to start. I would say really any kind of job you can get within one of these theaters. My first day job was working in the box office at the Goodman Theater in Chicago when I first moved there. And just kind of getting in that environment is a great way to do it. So that would be my best suggestion to get yourself invested in the local theater scene wherever it is you are. Yeah, I think that's where that, that's a good place to start. Perfect. So, Scott, what is a useful skill or skills that you look for in the people that you've hired over the years or just the people that you work with where you say, yeah, 
that is exactly what is needed to make it in this industry? Well, particularly for theater and really any acting job, I would say, you know, a sense of ensemble, somebody who's a team player. I don't like divas. I don't want to work with divas. I want somebody who's into the teamwork aspect of any kind of creative process. Great. And that is such an important point. You're not out there on unless you're doing a one man show, you're not out right. there on the on the stage by yourself. Exactly. Scott, is someone's major a deciding factor to get into this profession? It can be. But in the end, with uh, when it comes to acting specifically, it's going to come down to your talent and your skills. There are certain directors and theater companies, I've even come up against this, that you know, if you haven't gotten your master's degree, they kind of look down on you, especially in the theater business. In film and TV, it really doesn't matter at all. But when it comes to certain theaters in this country, it's, it's a tougher hill to climb if they see you don't have a master's on your resume. Isn't that interesting? That actually leads me into the next question, which is then, what are the graduate degrees that are necessary to succeed in this field? Well, and again, and I should temper it a little by, by saying, eventually, if you're really talented and great, it's not going to matter. I'm just saying there can be a certain snobbery in theater. And for me, for instance, my decision was to not go to graduate school. I learned better by doing and I moved to Chicago uh, after finishing college and my 11 years there just doing theater show after show. That was kind of my graduate school. So there are many options to it. But if you are looking for a master's program, I mean, uh, an MFA in, in acting uh, is your best bet. And I would look at the schools out there that have what I call a good mafia <laughs> for when you graduate, you know, so you have alumna who kind of take care of fellow alumna of of their MFA programs like Yale or NYU, Carnegie Mellon, places like that. Uh, it can give you a little bit of a leg up when yeah. you move to a new when you move to a new city. Yeah, absolutely. That is such great advice. Thank you for that. Scott, what kind of life experiences, and you've already alluded to your time in Chicago, do you think are most useful for someone starting out in this field? My personal opinion is, you know, to get a great liberal arts education, you know, and to kind of continue that kind of curiosity throughout your life. I know some undergraduate programs are very conservatory based and you're not getting as much of the liberal arts education. For me, I think that limits you a little bit as an actor. You need to have a great worldview and you need to be able to understand a number of things. If your focus is entirely just on acting for your educational experience, I I find there's a certain shallowness, I think, to some actors if they don't have that curiosity to look elsewhere. Great. Scott, what for you is the best part of being in this profession? Oh, the work, getting to do the work, you know, just, and I have, you know, I've been fortunate to be paid a lot of money to act and I have volunteered on friends projects, making no money and I enjoy them all equally. It's truly just to work is great and to create and to be around other creative people. It's just very exciting. It's very intoxicating. So when you actually get to do it, Everything that comes before it can be a bit of a pain, but when you get to actually do the work, that's the best part. So that leads me to my next question, which is, (laughs) what is the part of your current job 
that sucks the most? Well, it would have to be uh, the scrambling for auditions and the sometimes the audition process itself can seem very counterproductive towards really um, getting the best out of actors to see if they're the right ones for your role. The getting of the job is, is the suckiest part <laughs> of, being, <laughs> of, of being an actor. You know, if you can imagine having to go on job interviews multiple times every week of your life rather than just having one maybe every five or six years. <laughs> uh, yeah. that's, what it, that's, that's what it is. It's really, um, it's a challenge to kind of get through and deal with the amount of rejection you're going to just to play the numbers game to get, to get cast and things. It's, uh, it's was- the suckiest part. I was just going to say, I recently interviewed a former Broadway actress who is now a CEO of an online meditation class that's called Ziva Meditation. And she was saying, if you can think about it as being your rejected 99% of the time, (laughs) is that your experience too? You have to kind of thicken your skin for all of those rejections. Yes, you do. And you have to also realize that the only thing you have control over is going in, being prepared and doing the best job you can. Because in the end, a lot of times it's going to come down to your nose is too big or your ears look funny or something that you have absolutely no control over that, you know, whoever is viewing you or judging you is going to be prejudiced about. So you can't control that. And you just have to be able to, if you can walk out feeling like, I gave that was my version of the character and that's the best I can do and it's up to them now then you're in a good place Scott what is the best career advice you've ever gotten the best career advice I've ever gotten is to just stay with it if it's truly what you believe you're here to do and if you can see yourself doing anything else then go do it <laughs> <laughs> oh really it's because it's that hard it's it's that hard it's very challenging and there's just the constant ups and downs and living your life in a way that's completely unstable and you know I, I come from a family that's more in the medical profession and I know my brother who's a, a transplant surgeon you know he looks at me and has such admiration and as I even said like I, there's no way I live my life the way you do you know that it's that's just too stressful and too challenging. And this is from a transplant surgeon. He thinks my life is too stressful. Wow. Um, So yes, so you really, there has to be a little bit of insanity to you that you really cannot see yourself doing anything else here on this planet and that you have this desire that's so strong on you to tell stories and to share stories that it can help you get through the toughest of times and just remind yourself, all right, this is just a stage and I, but this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Scott, second to last espresso shot here. And this one, if there were ever a question that is tailor-made for an actor and a screenwriter, it's this one. (laughs) What movies, if any, or Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, or for that matter, fiction books, do you think accurately depict your profession? I would say Ricky Gervais's uh, series Extras. It came out a few years ago, I oh, think yeah. is terrific. Um, there was an old picture that uh, Christopher Guest, I believe, directed called The Big Picture. I'm blanking on the name of it now. That was kind of a great Hollywood story. Boy, other than that, 
What was um, that movie, The Short or Shortcuts or Short? Oh, Shortcuts. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a terrific one as well. But that one goes into such extreme places of murder and things like that. <laughs> I, I mean, it certainly captures certain aspects of the business. But <laughs> yeah, uh, that, I, I haven't experienced any murder yet. In my, okay. Uh, well, let's hope you in my, don't. <laughs> in my time in the career. <laughs> uh, there's a wonderful book by Iris Murdoch called The Sea, The Sea. SEA. That's kind of about a retire an actor kind of in retirement looking back on his life that has a lot of great truths in it. That's good. That's good. Yeah, That's yeah, more than yeah. enough. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Final espresso shot, Scott. Yes. What would Java junkies be surprised to learn about this profession? I think they would be surprised to learn that the monetary rewards for it are not as great as they probably suppose they are. Uh, that the ability to maintain a comfortable lifestyle is a constant challenge for most actors, that it's a very middle-class existence at best for most working actors. That is such a great insight to have because it's a reality check for yes. sure. Exactly. Scott, thank you so much for making Time for Coffee today with me and the Time for Coffee community. This was so interesting and insightful and I'm sure is going to be really helpful to our aspiring actors out there. Well, it's my pleasure. I, I hope it is helpful and uh, I wish everyone the best of luck. It's, you know, it can be a terrific, rewarding life, spiritually and otherwise, and just be prepared for the challenges. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.